What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We in the Fight Club talking UFC Charlotte, not Nashville. Sorry, Max. But as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your picks for this card because it's a pretty deep card for a fight night. And these are your hosts. I'm Paul Pickling Winnem Concert, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy Kev. Water boys, your boy, aka the Don Pye, aka the realest motherfucker on your screen. And them boys are heading to Charlotte. It's gonna be a fucking banger. Uh, was it Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus Jolton Almeida is the main event. Wasn't the main event at first. It was Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker. But of course, shit gets moved around when fights get canceled. Things get moved. Shit like that. So now we got a new main card for you. And honestly, it's one of the probably deepest fight night um cards so far of the year. I mean, on the prelims, you got Matt Brown versus Court McGee as a featured prelim fight, or Carl Williams versus Chase Sherman. A couple fight nights ago, this fight was on there. Or maybe, no, this was the pay-per-view for UFC 287 fight. It moved to this prelims. And the other names, like Ian Gary, fucking uh, a lot of people are thinking the next uh, big star out of Ireland. He's on his bitch versus D-Rod, and shout-out MMA crew from the Twitter chat. D-Rod's actually his homeboy. He'd be training with him and everything, so, like, D-Rod's his guy. So he's actually going to be tuned into this car pretty deep. But, like, Kev, what do you want to talk about UFC Charlotte? Right, the fact that they're going to fucking Charlotte and not Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville would have been lit, right? The Nashville would have been lit. He made Nashville would have been dumb lit, but – in Charlotte would have been. What crowd do you think we expect? I'm turning into a crowds guy. I like turning up the um, turning up during the main card so I can see see um how the crowds are reacting to shit. I'm turning into a crowd guy. What crowd do you think we can expect with Charlotte? Whew. So I was expecting the similar to Kansas City crowd because there's not too much to do in Charlotte. Like Charlotte got basketball, but you know the Hornets ain't fucking making no playoffs. But Charlotte, <laughs> you like there's not too much to do. Um, outside of NFL and NBA stuff. So I actually have family members that live near the city, and, like, even they'll say, like, yeah, like, there ain't too much to do. So I was expecting a Kansas City similar crowd where they'll show up, especially it's, like, still a southern state. So, like, you get that rowdiness of the people. But I, the the fight's going to – the prelims are 11.30 in the morning. Main card starts at 3.30 in the afternoon. And, like, it's just so early – I just don't know how how much drinking is gonna be done in Charlotte for this fight. So like, I mean, DJ like me, I'm coming in loaded up before the fight. Still, like, it don't matter if it's fucking one in the morning main event or one in the afternoon main event. So like, the fights being early as fuck in the daytime, I don't know if that's gonna play a factor in the crowd or not. Wait, what time did the fight start? This is eleven thirty, and they end at up. Uh, it should be over about like five in the afternoon, five thirty six. Oh, that's crazy. Like, I got I got time to relax. <laughs> yeah, just, so, like, if, that's what I'm saying. If it was a prime time, I think we'll be expecting another Kansas City crowd. But since it's earlier in the day, I just don't – I don't think they're going to bring as much of that that drunken ferocity with them. No, nah, that's real shit. But, hey, man, that's how it goes sometimes. And I do think this, this – on paper, this could be the fight night card that I think is going to beat Kansas City. It might not be because of the crowd, but on paper, like this is a very deep card. Like they, very good card for a fight night. It could honestly have been a pay per view, maybe. I mean, maybe uh, definitely a better main card if it's gonna be pay per view. But the prelims are there. The prelims are stacked. Yeah, they would have just moved. They would just moved a lot of the prelims to the early prelims, <laughs> and it would have oh. been a dumb lit card. Not facts, but um, 
jumping before we even jump into the main card itself, because everyone knows we like to break down the main card as deep as possible. We're going to jump into the Cutman Corner, and I'm going to name some fights that I think you got to keep your eye on, especially because they're not a lot on the line, but it's just, do not leave the room for when these fights happen. One of them, our boy, featured prelim fighter. He is an underdog in the featured prelim. Matt Brown, the legend, versus Court McGee. Matt Brown's plus 175, McGee two, minus 210. If you know anything about Matt Brown fights, you know he's fucking bringing it. He ain't going down. The, like they, He likes to go to war. He likes to take a shot, land a shot. He likes to throw some elbows in there with it. it there will be blood, and this fight will be exciting. Nah, dead ass, man. I mean, Matt Brown's one of my dogs. I remember watching um, one of his fights. I'll never forget. It's just because of what I was doing at the time. I was, like, at a gala. Like, I was at a ball. People were suited up, booted up. And I'm just watching, but just go ham. And um, I want to say Austin. But Matt Brown's definitely an old-school guy. He always comes in with a foot idea of, like, yo, we're about to fuck some shit up. I don't care who wins. So, like, it's going to be a good fight. I'll fuck with Matt Brown. You think yeah. fight of the night, maybe? I think he's going to be fired tonight. That's any Matt Brown fight. I always like to pick as the fire tonight. Also, Justin Gaethje shit. Yeah. It's, 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 he's just the older version without, with a lot more losses. <laughs> and then another fight. It's the second fight on the prelims. It's going to be Brian Battle versus Gabe Green. This is, they're both welterweights here, but Brian Battle, nine and two. His, he just, he's coming off a loss, but. He was the ultimate, uh, ultimate season twenty nine tough semifinalist. Continue, but since then he's three and one. He has a, a good win over Takashi Sato, Trayson Gore, Gilbert Urbina. Uh, Gilbert Urbina trains with Cowboy and them. Uh, uh, but Gabe Green, couple good knockout wins over some people they didn't think he would knock out. It's literally a pick em fight. It's gonna be a fun fight because these are both youngins that have a lot to prove still. And, you know, those young fighters that have a lot to prove, especially early in the prelims, they like to, you know, show out. They like to put them all into the fight. So I just think this would be a good fight. I'm not, I'm not saying fighter of the night, but it's a fight that I really don't know who's going to win. And those are some of the best fights to go into. No, I respect that to the first. I fuck with Brian Battle. It's always exciting. I want to say I watched this fight against Trey Gore, Trey Sean Gore, and I was like, oh, this dude isn't just some long-haired motherfucker. I was talking yeah. about you. I was like, bro, go get you a surfboard. Nah, he's coming ready to battle, so. I'm definitely looking forward to this fight. And then the two fights, and the other two fights I'm going to bring up, yes, they're on the main card, but we're not going to go too deep into them, is Carlos Uber, CKB fighter, Kev's favorite fighter's gym right there. But CKB fighter, face of New Zealand right now at light heavyweight. He's 8-1, and one, going up against Ihor Porteria. Ihor, we saw him get the knockout win over Shogun Rua in his last fight. That was Shogun Rua's last fight in the UFC. And he did the Shogun Rua, like, slaying. Like, he did the Shogun Rua dance to Shogun Rua. A lot of people booed him for it. But then he did come out afterwards and say, like, in his country, that's a sign of respect because you just beat a fellow warrior or something. But he's from, like, Poland. He's another one of them Poland power motherfuckers. Super strong. And Uberg, I mean, fucking knockout machine so far. And they both share a common opponent. The common opponent is uh, what's his name? So Nikolai Nor Neg Umanu, and Uber knocked him out, whereas Poteria got knocked out by him. So oh. if math would tell you Uber gonna win, 
the odds will tell you Uber is going to win minus 400. But we'll see. I mean, this is light heavyweight, and these are two strong motherfuckers that could put anyone, put each other's lights down. Uh, write that down. This the fight. This the fight to not take a shower there. No, and this is the first fight on the main card here, and I think that they put it on there for a reason because they both know these two guys are going to stand and bang. Very similar to the Drew Dauber for Vola fight. Where like the odds were telling you, okay, Drew Dauber's a big favorite here. He should win. But everyone knew walking into it, this is going to be a puncher's chance for anybody. Because both of them have the power and both like the bang. Facts. And Ubar's only loss so far, he's 8-1. His one loss was to Kennedy Nixxu, who we saw last week get the fucking win over Devin Clark. So, like, not a bad loss to start off in your UFC career. Then... Let's get oh and then the the very no, that wasn't the first fight on the prelim on the main card the first fight on the main card that was Alex uh, Tim Means versus Alex Morano Tim Means is another Matt Brown cut the cut caliber guy he will take a shot to land a shot he's your drunk uncle with the beer belly that like that used to practice a little bit of boxing and BJJ back in the day he's he's ready to scrap with anybody so that's Tim Means and like Matt Brown <laughs> nutshell. And like I, those are and they're back to back. So like either both of those fights could take fight of the night for me, the Tim Means or the Matt Brown fight. Both are underdogs, and of course I'm a bet on both of them, even though I don't think they'll win. I just they got to bet on my guys. Nah, dead ass man. I got my I got my dog. Uh, I was actually sleeping on this fight. I was like I was like I heard him around though, but Tim Means I didn't know he was a power. He was at, he was uh, a menace to society like that. I need I need to see what my boy talking about. Yeah, and. Tim Means needs to get off the schneid. He has a two-fight losing streak right now. One to Kevin Holland was a submission, and other ones to uh, Max Griffin. Not bad losses at, at the um, welterweight division, but, you know, Holland on his way up. Max Griffin, one of those fringe 15 guys. So not really two bad losses back-to-back, but we'll see. going to be a good fight. On to the fights we're going to talk more in depth here, the ones we really care about more. Like, you know, this is the ones that actually hold a little bit more weight in the divisions. The reason why they're in the fucking main card. <laughs> Ian Gary, undefeated 11-0, going up against Daniel Rodriguez, D-Rod, 17-3. I mean, Ian Gary, minus 320, big favorite here. I would say I wouldn't trust those odds too much because D-Rod's boxing is really good. He's good, uh, good ground game defense, good uh, takedown defense. And Ian Gary, I mean, he still might be a little wet behind the ears, even though he got a couple wins so far. He's looked fucking great in all his wins, coming off of a third-round knockout. And, and this will be his fifth fight into the, into UFC. So far, he's yet to lose. He's looked really good in everything. So I can see why he's the big favorite. But I also think the big favorite kind of – this is not going to be a fight where he's going to go in there, at least in my opinion, going to get a 30-27 or an easy knockout. Like, this is going to be a real true test. So I think these odds should be a lot closer. Put a little bit more respect on D-Rod. D-Rod's always game for a fight. If y'all remember last year, whenever the fucking Kevin Holland, Tony Ferguson fight, and uh, Hamzat Shemaev, and all that shit was going on in that fight card, and they end up having to change everything around, D-Rod didn't give a fuck who he fought. He was like, bro, as long as I'm fighting Saturday, I don't care. Oh, I, oh instead of fighting Kevin Holland, I'm going to fight Leach. Okay, cool. And he goes out there and gets a split decision win over Leach. Got a name decision over Mike Perry, current BKFC champion. Got a win over Kevin Lee. And 
coming off a loss against Neil Magny, not a bad loss. But, I mean, this is going to be a true test for Ian. Is Ian Gary legitimate? Is he really cut to be a champion? Is he? If he is, this is going to be the fight where it's going to be like, okay, put him in the top 15. Start, now he is one of the packs. He's part of the Wolves. So it's gonna be a good a good fight. I want to see it. I got Ian Gary. I got, I can't I can't go against the demon from Ireland. I mean, I fuck with Ian Gary. I've probably seen him fight a few times, but I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I felt like the leech won that fight against D Rod in the um, Kevin Holland Nate Diaz. I, I did too. So like, I kind of need my dog Ian Gary to kind of win this one out of respect for my dog the leech. I'm like, come on, man. I mean. Rod D Rod definitely did have some crisp ass boxing, but like I need my boy to really go ahead and show like, hey man, I'm a fucking issue too. And I'm mad he doesn't have a picture on ESPN. Like, why does where the fuck is my dog picture at? Hey, he's still you wet behind the ears. Uh, no, but like they're both like uh, not both young. D Rod's thirty six, and Gary's twenty five. So there's like an eleven year age gap there. <laughs> Maybe we see the experience pay off. That's what I really want to see this fight. I might even sprinkle money on D-Rod because I really think this fight's a lot closer because, like, Ian Gary isn't going to be taking people down and submitting. Like, that's not what he does a lot. Like, he likes to trade. And, like, D-Rod has really good boxing. We'll see. But, I, yeah, I got my dog, Ian Gary. But that would be smart. Just to sprinkle. You know what I'm saying? Sprinkle. But if you had sprinkled a little bit on – um, I forgot who the minus 600 dude was. If you just sprinkled a little bit on them boys. Yeah. Uh, a co-main event is a pick'em. It was the main event. It got moved to co. Anthony Smith's return fight since the injury against Megalomed in the fight versus Johnny Walker, who is, went from almost getting cut from the UFC to back-to-back wins in dominating fashion. One over a knockout over Ion Kutalepa and one with the uh, knockout of Paul Craig. Oh, no, he had the submission of Kutalepa, and he knocked out Paul Craig Looney Tune style with like some backhands on the like it was it was it was a weird ass knockout but the power is there Johnny Walker trying to make things right at light heavyweight and if he beats Anthony Smith it puts him back into that like that top mix but if he loses to Anthony Smith I think he's gonna be back to where he was like last year where it's like okay like this toy's broken I'm done with it type of mentality with like how they're gonna deal with him but I don't know it's a pick em. both minus one ten. Bro, so it's crazy to me how this fight is like not the main event. Cause I was watching a documentary on um ESPN today, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why who the fuck thought Rosen striking on Mighty was really him like that? But this fight, like you said, is a pick 'em. It's close as fuck. This shit could go either way. I didn't know that Anthony Smith was like an OG. He fucking fought John Jones for the title at one point. And then Johnny Walker actually been through is on his Charles Oliver trying to get on his Charles Oliveira shit. Like, and he's also only lost the hitters. He lost to what? Jamal Hill, Krylov, motherfucking who else did he lose to? Like he's lost to some Yeah, Jamal Hill, Tiago Santos before his departure, Krylov, Corey Anderson before he went to Bellator. But he had some good ones. So, Ryan Spann, Paul Craig, uh Roundtree. So he's fought some hitters, man, and he knows what he's doing out there in the cage. So I respect him. Yeah. 
And the big thing to see here is Johnny Walker's going to have a six-inch reach advantage. That's why when he was first brought in as the light heavyweight, he was known as like a John Jones stopper because he has an 82-inch reach. And I was like, no one in the light heavyweight division had a reach that could even compare to John Jones at the time. And now they had this Brazilian, that was a black belt of BJJ that had the same reach and crazy power, similar to like Paulo Costa was to Izzy when they first brought him into the UFC. He was supposed to be the Izzy stopper. Yeah. That was Johnny Walker when he right. first came in. And then afterwards, he didn't look too good. And then that's why I say, like, I wouldn't be shocked if he loses this fight. Like, he's back on, like, oh, like, Dana White looks at these fighters as, like, toys. And, like, oh, my toy's broken. And he just, like, throws it to the side. Like, that, Johnny Walker's on very thin ice if he loses. Nah, bro. I mean, that put win against Paul Craig is a pretty good, um, impressive win. But um, it's crazy how big he is. Bro's, like, 6'6". Six, six. Oh, yeah. He's massive. Killing shit. He always has a reach and size of it. It's almost every fighter. Fucking huge. In a division full of titans. So it's like, whoa. So I respect, bro. I mean, I've seen from the documentary, I've seen that he's really focused. I've seen, and I've seen he's coming really focused. He has the right support system. He has his wife. She's out here getting my boy right, putting him on point. He them run together. He has a very laid back mentality. He's a great person. So I would love to see Johnny Walker go in there and fuck my dog Anthony Smith up. But like, I think Anthony Smith's gonna come in real technical. I think I want to see um I want to see what the fuck he's doing um what the fuck he can um what the fuck is he gonna do to um not get to the ground because I think Johnny Walker has the advantage on the ground. But this fight could go either way. How you see it going? See, I think it's more of if he has to take it to the ground. Not try to submit him, but Anthony Smith does have good BJJ in his own right, good submissions. He has a lot of submissions. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought he was a striker. He was a striker, but he's more he, – like, he's that old cloth. Like, he's been in the UFC for so long at this point. Like, he, he's kind of like how Cowboy is known for striking. But if you ever watch, like, those uh, MMA, like, submission events they do, it'll be like Cowboy's in those submission events all the time because, like, motherfucker has good BJJ. It's just, like you kind of start doing it after a while. So, like – I Johnny Walker is more like a Tiago Santos, who, like he's just this Brazilian, like Paulo Costa. Like they're not known for submitting people, but like they they're Brazilian. Like they're known for like they have BJJ. Like that shit is in their back pocket. And I could see this fight going two ways. Either Anthony Smith comes in, like you say, real technical, real like he has the IQ. He's been in these big fights. He knows how to carry himself a lot. And I could see him getting a good decision win three, especially he's only three rounds. He knows he, he can pull out the gas tank early. He can get and he needs to look good after the loss to Ankle Live. I know he broke his leg or whatever, but still, he still needs to come back looking good. Or people are gonna be talking about, man, go sit your ass back in the commentating booth. One of the two things uh-huh. is either John Walker, I think, knocks his ass out, catches him, or is just too strong and is in top position and ground and pound KO kind of stuff. Or Anthony Smith comes out real technical game plan and grinds his way to a victory. And I, I, I go back to like 2017 or something. Where was this fight part? 2018. You go all the way back to 2018. And this is the last fight I felt like Anthony Smith had a similar opponent. And it was Tiago Santos. And Tiago Santos knocked him out in the second round with a kick. Anthony Smith had one takedown, didn't have much control time. And I could. I, everything is telling me put the house on Anthony Smith here. He's a better overall all-around fighter. He should be an MMA at the end of the day. It's not just who's stronger and the better hands. It's MMA 
but I just have a weird. I'm not gonna bet this fight just because I have a weird feeling where this is gonna be a Johnny Walker gets like a first or second round KO, and it's just like fights over, and on to the main event. So I, I'm gonna very slightly, slightly go with Johnny Walker, but I will say the don't be like, oh I told you that it's gonna be like if Anthony Smith comes in there and it's a three round fight and it's thirty twenty seven Anthony Smith, I'm be like. Damn, I should have like because all signs to me is like MMA. Like Anthony Smith should win this fight. All, but I just have a feeling like I I said that shit with Derek Lewis versus Tai Tuivasa. Tai Tuivasa knocked his ass out. You know, it's just like oh, sometimes these MMA fighters don't use MMA. It is like the stand. And I think Johnny Walker just might get a fucking early knockout here. Ah, Paul, do I look like the type of guy to to say I told you so? Me? Oh, oh yeah. Never. Oh, I would never, never. <laughs> Remember when you chose all oh, that nigga taught over easy <laughs> the second time? <laughs> yeah, but Johnny Walker. I mean, this. I think the thing that's gonna play the biggest part is this big ass reach advantage. Anthony Smith's gonna have to come in from a distance for the takedowns, and I think Johnny Walker can be able to get him off. He's a stronger fighter himself. He's just bigger. And I think he wanted to defend it. And if it's on the stand, if it, they're standing for most of the fight, which I, I kind of see happening, Johnny Walker thinks this is too strong of a fighter to be standing with. If you're not yourself, like a really crisp stand up fighter, you got to be really crisp to really outpower these opponents. Who facts, you, facts, facts. He's going to be a good ass fucking fight. And also, I, I think Johnny Walker has a chance to get a fight in the night bonus if he can get the KO. Is that who you going with? Is it Johnny? Are you walking with the, the Brazilian with me? Or you, it's a pick on so like it's- Oh yeah, for sure. You know, you know I'm Bamo Brazil anytime I get a chance. I'm not like Poton getting every fucking fighter wrong last week. But oh, um, yeah, I, I That's a good point. Brazil needs to bounce back this week. Last week they got obliterated on the main card. Yeah, they got killed. That shit was bad. They not sp- one. But they're sending their best hitter for the main event here. You got Rosenstrike versus Almeida. Rosenstrike, minus 500 favorite. One of the biggest favorites we've seen in a main event in a, in a while. It has been a while since we've seen a big favorite like this main event of card. But, I mean, he's worth every fucking worth every fucking minus whatever it is, brother. Because he is – he just knocks people out. Submission. One of the best top game wrestlers in the heavyweight division. And there's not many great wrestlers in the heavyweight division. He can submit you, black belt BJJ. He can knock you out. He has really good hands. His wrestling is dominant. He he really is a scary force in the heavyweight division. He's yet to see a decision in the heavyweight. Has yet to see any type of decision. Every fight he's been in has been finished in the first or second round. So, I mean, I love Strike. I nickname him the mini Francis. He only usually loses to top hitters. He doesn't lose to bums. But, I mean... Almeida is a cut from a different cloth. Seven knockouts, 11 submissions, 18 wins. 17 of his 18 wins are finishes. So, like, Almeida, if y'all aren't on the Almeida train yet, he should be, like, he should be the next in line. Like, Sergey Pavlovich might take over, but it's, I think, all signs point to, like, Almeida in the top three in the next, by next year. Or not top three, but top five. By the end of this year, Almeida should be in the top five mix or being talked about it because – he, if there's tiers, there are definitely tiers. And even though he's not in the top five rankings, he is an S tier fighter. He is fucking a top five guy. 
Nah, dead ass. He kills motherfuckers. His only loss, his only loss is a decision. Oh, no, he has one loss from a KO on my birthday, August 5th, 2017. That's actually a lit ass day. He has one loss on he has one loss from 2017 in a completely different um organization. And the only decision he's ever gone to was a loss. The rest he's just killed motherfuckers. A lot the, of real The fight stuff. that he lost in the decision, you know what's funny? The guy that he lost in the decision to got knocked out by Paulo Costa at in a different <laughs> weight class. Paulo Costa fights at middleweight and he's fighting at heavyweight. That's the that's kind of crazy to me. Because Paulo Costa could be a heavyweight if he put on the weight, and Jalton could probably be a light heavyweight if he cut a little bit more weight. That shit is crazy as fuck. But this is going to be a fucking banger of a fight. How do you think it goes? Oh, Jalton in the first round or two. Damn. Either by submission or KO. I would I would hammer finish and before. before I don't know. I think the over-under probably is set, set at like a round and a half or two and a half. I, I think this fight's over in the first two rounds. I think, it, and I would take by submission or just, uh, or like get the double chance. Probably makes it a pick up minus 110, 120. Jalton Amita to win by submission or KO. Because both are on the table with him. Like, it's however, like once he knocks you down, it could be a knockout and he's going in with the hammer fist, or he might just jump on top of you. And next thing you know, you're in a, a triangle and fight's over. So that's. Crazy! I was really expecting to put a lot of respect on Rosenstein because I was gonna take Jailton Almeida because like I was watching some highlights and his name is Jailton, so I was like, yeah, I'm not fucking with him, bro. I mean, Rosenstein, he got a first round knockout. He got knocked down the first round to Volkov, who doesn't have power in his hands, and then he gets a KO win in 20 seconds over Chris Dawkins, and you know my hate for the Dawkins brothers. These motherfuckers should not be in the UFC, bro. I remember I bet so much money on Rosen Strike to beat him and by KO, and it happened so quick. Like, it's like, so I I just don't look at that win going into this. Like, okay, maybe he has a shot. I was like, okay, like this. I honestly could see this being a first round finish, bro. This is gonna be a one sided fight. I think that's why they made this the main event. They knew that my dog, my dog Jelton was gonna go out there and finish it early. So now you're like, all right, now everybody go home. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, like, we only paid for this shit to four. Y'all got to go. <laughs> uh, but he's the few, only weighs 230. He's one. Of the, he's like a Tom Aspaugh, real lean motherfucker, Sergey Pop. So, like, he might have to put on some weight when he moves up to, like, not moves up, but when he fights, like, Pavlovich and them boys. But he's just a lean, mean machine right now. And hammer him. Any, uh... But I mean, there's not much else to talk about that fight because it, it really I, I love Rosen Strike. I cannot stress that enough. Rosen Strike was one of my favorite heavyweights. But Jalton Amita really is just the next the next coming. John Jones is getting out of the division at the perfect time. That motherfucker, that motherfucker comes through killing this shit. It's a wrap. I fuck with it. All right, man. That's the card, man. I'm fucking with Jelton Amita, man. All right. Well, boys, we'll catch y'all. Maybe we'll see y'all live. It is an early card, so we might be live Saturday for the UFC Charlotte, not Nashville. Jelton Almeida versus Joseph Joe Rosen Strike. And I will say Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker. That was the original main event. As always, if y'all didn't know, uh, we don't mind telling y'all, this has been Totally Blitz Podcast. We were in the Fight Club breaking down UFC Charlotte with your host, Paul Pickle-Winnem Concha. Kev, Street Fight, Enthusiast, Savoy. If y'all ain't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. Yeah.